today. This is James Hall, and welcome to Restoring Heroes, Real Biblical Manhood, Real Hero Stuff in a Counterfeit World. Oh, I got a lot to say in a little bit of time, so I need you to keep your ears peeled and your eyes open. Let me just move this right here so you can hear me. Look, how are y'all doing? I'm, I'm super excited. I'm super excited. Like I said before, it's the 100th, 100th show of that hero stuff, bro. 100th show of that hero stuff, bro. Of that restoring heroes project. Is, oh, it's, 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 it's a great journey. I'm having so much fun hanging with you guys on a weekly basis. And let's get in to the lesson. Look, today we're going to talk about Turn this down a little bit. Today we're gonna talk about. Let me let me just let me just tell you a story. Um, so me growing up, um, you know, me and my brothers grew up in a single family home. Uh, then my mom was murdered when I was five years old. Um, I'm gonna bring it back a little bit. So that means both of my brothers had no dad. Me and my brother had different dads. He had, they had no dad. They had no, they didn't have their dad around. I'd have my dad around. Um, then I moved in with my uncle and I when I was five, um, um, because my mom was murdered. And I moved to my uncle and I, and um, my uncle filled in. I call him dad to this day. He filled in um, the best way he knew how, the best way he knows how, and he's still he's still there for my family. Uh, my kids call him grandpa and all those things, right? Um, but I also had a biological father who will come and pick me up in the summers, um, not summers. He'll come pick me up sometimes, come pick me up on a weekend sometimes, um, and things like that. Um, but sometimes he didn't, sometimes he didn't do what he said he was going to do. Sometimes he didn't stick to his word. Sometimes he didn't stick to his promise. And I can remember a couple of times vividly, I would not go outside or I'll go outside a little bit and come inside um, thinking that he'll be coming and I'll listen really closely. Listen to what I'm saying. I listen really closely looking outside the window, hoping whatever car he had at the time, my biological father, whatever car he had at the time will come down the road and he'll swoop me up and, and they'll have some sense of normalcy, right? right. I have I will have some sense of normalcy, you know, I'll, I'll at least have my dad, right? Um, but so, he didn't keep his problems all the time. Most of the times. Matter of fact, rarely did he come when he said he was gonna come. Um, it was a hard thing. And I remember one time waiting for him and waiting for him and uh, he didn't show up and I went to bed crying and, um, you know, I realized sometimes my tears are more reliable than he was. And I, I, you know, I was, I was crying and, you know, things like that. But I vowed to myself, I would never treat my kids like this when I have them. I would never be like my father and at the time man that 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 vow was a thing that fueled me uh to do a whole lot of things right it was a thing that fueled me 
um, <clears throat> to graduate high school. It was a thing that fueled me to, um, to, I didn't want to have kids until I got married. It was a thing that fueled me. Like I didn't want to be a baby's daddy. Uh, even to the point where I didn't even mess with girls who kind of gave it up too easy. If I didn't have to work for it, I didn't want to mess with you. Um, I wasn't a Christian. I went to church, but I wasn't a Christian. Um, I was in church, but not church wasn't in me, you know, all that stuff. So, um, so because my father did not keep his promise, get, did not show that he can keep his vow, I kept mine. Like, I'm never going to be like him. I'm never, and that seems like a good, that, that, that at the time that was a good idea, man, it kept me out of some trouble and not all of it. It kept me kind of focused. It kept me, you know, allowed me to get married and all those things, um, and, you know, and me being saved and transformed by Jesus, right? There are some weight um connected to that 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 bow because he didn't keep his promise and i kept mine about never wanting to be like him there were some things that i i think i stamped my life and sometimes i think i stamped my life in this this eight-year-old nine-year-old brain moment i stamped it to and, and I stamped it. And it wasn't just all good things. It wasn't just determination, things like that. But I stamped bitterness there too. I stamped unforgiveness there too. I stamped, um, yeah, bitterness and unforgiveness. So that was also a part of my life. Yes, the the good part, like not being like, I'm gonna be dependable, I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, that was all good things. But the other part, I stamped unforgiveness and bitterness and that followed me too and if you heard the story before like it followed me to, to the point where i didn't even get rid of the bitterness i i, I couldn't even get rid like i had a i had a got married he met my wife a little bit i'm talking about my biological father met my wife a little bit um and you know whatever they was cool but then i had a daughter but i wouldn't let him see her i think I, she saw him twice and she don't even remember because I was still angry and bitter because of that vow I made because of the vow, because he didn't keep his promise. I kept my word that I wasn't going to be like him and he wasn't going to do that to any other part of my family. I wasn't going to allow him to do the same thing. I wasn't going to allow him to say he's going to be somewhere, but not really show up to my daughter. I wasn't going to do it. Right. But then he died. Then I had to deal with all that bitterness and unforgiveness I was holding. And it came with regret. Like now I regret not doing it. Now I regret not letting my daughter see him. Now I regret wasting so much time not wanting to be like my father. Right? So James, what, you, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the vows that you make are sometimes not good. Like they're they have good intentions. Like you never wanting to be like your your father that you, you felt did you wrong. Like I'm never gonna do this to my kids. That's totally that's fantastic. Does good things, but it also could flip into the dark side where you become bitter and anger, and that anger fuels your actions. And what happens when you have no one to be angry about anymore? That's what I had to deal with. That's what I went had to come over. When I was, I could no longer blame my father, James Jr. Hall, for the first senior, 
I can never, I can no longer blame him for my shortcomings as a man. I can no longer blame him for how I was raising my kids. I can no longer point to that because then now I'm just pointing at the ground. I'm pointing at dead, at dead man, right? So let me get let me get my thoughts back together because when anytime I talk about that stuff, I get emotional and I get all crazy in my head. But I want you, I want you to have the authentic me. This is the 100th show, right? So we get, we'll get deeper, we'll get crazier, we'll get we'll get ah, right? So listen, with that vow to never be like my father, there were some negative things I was trying to knock out, right? I wanted to mean what I say and say what I mean, right? One of my yes be yes and my no be no. I wanted when my kids, when I say to my son, I'm going to do something, I'm going to do that, right? When I say to my daughter, I'm going to do something, I'm going to do that. Those are good things. But me not wanting to be like my father, listen to this, listen to this, heroes, listen to this. Me trying to avoid being like my father, I also avoided, I, I didn't like the way my face looked. That's how deep it got. Because I look like him. I didn't like how I looked because I looked like him. I didn't want to be like my father. You see how that, see how deep that, how, how that you could turn to the dark side? Because I look like that man, I didn't want to look like that man. But every time I look in the mirror, I'm reminded that I'm his son. Right? And that was a pain point in my life. It was. And I'm not an ugly dude. Like, I don't believe that at all. But it was a pain point in my life. Anytime I look in the mirror, I got reminded about the man who was not there. Right? The man who didn't marry my mother. Right? The man, like I get, I get, I get reminded of that. I'm not putting him out on blast like that. I'm not. He, he. I forgive him. He and 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 Lord knows my heart is free from that. I just want you to understand the hurdles you could you you could put in your life when you make vows like that, right? I will never be like that. So even to the point where this how this how deep it goes. So I told you I didn't let him see my daughter, right? I didn't even name my son James. My name is James J.R. Hall II. I didn't name my son James J.R. Hall III because I wanted the name James to stop with me. That's how deep it got. I wanted it to stop with me. I wanted that legacy to stop with me. And there's two different there's layers to that, right? There's layers to that. Mine was too because I wanted to plant plant a new family tree, a family tree based on godly principles. I wanted to be the first hall man that had a wife and had a family, right? And I want my son to carry that legacy. So his name is Samuel. Because I wanted him to carry a different legacy, something that comes from James Gerald Hall II to Samuel James Hall, right? And these are the vows I'm telling you, man. I, it's the vows I made. Because I felt that he hurt me so, I can then, because the pain I felt, pain was my motivation. Pain was the motivation, right? Because I made that vow when I was seven or eight. And my, my cousin, I talked to him on a weekly basis. Um, um, my cousin, his name is Rail. He go be on the show a couple times. He has been on the show. And me and my cousin, we talk about, like, he he, he called me on it. I mean, I grew so much during the coronavirus time, but I, I want you to understand. He called me out on it. He was like, he told me a story about how, um, I hope you don't mind me using it, but I'm using it. How he was, he was always running late, always running late, always running late at times. 
And it was because uh, when he was a little kid, he always had to get ready early and had to wait around for everyone else to get ready, right? And he kind of he kind of was like, man, I, until I realized I was operating like a child, I was still operating like that. I didn't realize that was holding me back. I didn't realize I was still operating like a nine-year-old, like a 10-year-old, like a 12-year-old, whatever age is what he wasn't. And it hit me so. When it came to this vow of never wanting to be like my father, it kept me, look, look, I was operating, I, I was operating at an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old in that st same mindset at the time because I, I, I couldn't see that I have surpassed him. I couldn't see that I'm married. I have children. I'm a good father. I'm there for my kids. If my, my, I struggle, I fail, I mess up too, but I'm here for mine. Right? I'm the hero in my house. Right? That I want my, my kids look up to me. My kids ask me for I am there when they call daddy in the middle of the night, when they need the boogeyman beat up, when they need all that stuff. Right? I'm there for them. And because I was operating in that vow, I'd never be like my father. I kept that in my forefront. And because pain was my motivation, I never was able to see that I'm free from that. I was already, already surpassed that. And there were some good things. I learned, I got a younger sister. She told me, like, my dad loves car my dad loved cartoons. Like, loved X-Men. Loved him some some uh, uh, martial arts movies and things like that, man. I love that stuff too. But I didn't want to be like my father, and I end up being just like him. The good things, sense of humor, the looks. You know what I mean? <laughs> I end up being the good things, but I didn't realize because I was carrying that pain. Before I let that pain go, before I let that bitterness go, before I stopped operating like a little child, I couldn't see that I was already surpassed I was so busy trying to run away from my past like thinking is right behind me and it and I forgot I have the power through Jesus Christ to turn around and look at my past and and then I look at it through the power of God that's empowered me I look at my past like man that's what I was running from that's what I was struggling with that's the look this is the dude. What, what it uh, what it killmonger? Is this your king? This is your king. This is what I was running from. You know, all because of that vow. And I want to share something with you, heroes. I want to share something with you. You are able. You are able. To say, I'm never going to do that, right? You know, that's, that's totally fine. That makes total sense. I understand the mindset behind it. But you are not held captive to that mind stamp, though. Re let God heal that pain at that, at that moment in time in your life. When that happened, when that biggest pain of your life happened, let God heal that area so you can realize where you are. You can look back at your journey and realize how far you come. You can let that down and actually realize that I'm able to, once you let that burden down, you are able to walk with freedom. I used to wear, this is another, another story. I used to wear ankle weights. I'm um, a martial arts. Um, when I was, when I was training for tournaments, my teacher was crazy, right? And he used to say, Hey, wear 10 pound ankle weights, walk around and you'd be surprised how fast your legs will be. 
and I used to walk around with 10 pound ankle weights in high school. Just walk around, just walking around. Never practiced my kids, just walked around with them. But when I got the tournament or went to, when I got to practice, I realized that burden I did not have to carry. And I was, I was able to move faster, move quicker, move freer. My legs were able to move uh, at top speed, top notch speed because I let the burden go. And I'm letting you know, heroes, through Jesus Christ, you can let the burden of your vow go. You can let it completely go. Whatever pain that you felt that made you make that vow, you can let it go through Jesus Christ and you realize that you are much freer to move. You're, you're quicker on your feet. You are quicker of mind. You are free. And that's what you want as a hero. You want to be free to look at your son and not look at him through the eyes that you think you were looked at through. And what I mean by that is sometimes, sometimes I look, look at my son the way I felt I was being treated or the way I was treated. So no, no, we didn't, we didn't do that at our house. So you can't do that at mine. Well, it's my house, but it's because we couldn't do that in our house. So you can't do that in mine. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I'm rambling a little bit. But through Jesus Christ, get back to the point. Through Jesus Christ, you can be free of the bondage of your vow. The bondage of your promise to yourself. Yes, the motivation was there. You got hurt. You were hurt. You were in pain. You said, I would never ever treat my family the way he treated me. I would never do my kids the way my mom did me. I would never da da da. I would never. And you had, that's a great motivation. But it, I'm telling you heroes, it was motivated by pain. It was motivated by pain, by fear, by hurt. But if you're, if you're listening to this right now, you made a different vow, didn't you? Huh? You vowed that you will submit your life to Jesus Christ. Right? Everything. There's two commandments. Love the Lord your God with every fiber of your being and love your neighbor as yourself. You vowed that you're going to love the Lord your God with everything. Right? That means letting go of your pain. That means forgiving Forgiving your father, your mother, your abusive mother, the one that molested you, the one that hurt you, forgiving them so you can be free, so you can be light, so you can show forth, so you can give your family a new, fresh perspective, a new, fresh you. It's about you. Giving your burdens, he said, cast your care, cast your cares upon me and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Cast your cares on me because I care for you. Don't, don't be anxious about anything, but everything, but prayer and supplication and, and, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts in mind through Christ Jesus. Think of those things that are lovely, those things that are good of good report, those things that are virtuous. If there's be any virtue, think on those things. God tells you, though God wants you to be free. He wants you to lay your burdens down at his feet because he's the only one that can handle it. You can't handle it. I couldn't handle it. 
You can't handle it. And if you try to handle it, you will start deteriorating your home. Because you never want to be like your father, right? Every mistake you make makes you feel like you was like your father. Because you don't want to be imperfect because you felt he was imperfect, right? Not, not believing in your own self that or um, negating the fact that everyone's imperfect. You don't want to make a mistake because you feel if you make a mistake that your son's going to make a vow, your daughter's going to make a vow and say, I never want to be like that man, right? And you, you put yourself on a high, high pedestal of perfection and every mistake kicks you off that high horse. I'm just telling you to shoot the horse. Throw the horse away. Make some glue. Stick, yeah, make some glue. Grind that horse up. You're not going to have it all together. You're not going to be perfect. You're not. You're not. So be imperfect. Mess up. Fail forward. You're going to fail a whole lot of times. There's nothing you can do about it. Ask for forgiveness. Move on. If you blow up at your kids, didn't I tell you over a cup, over something else, over something crazy? Didn't I tell you nothing? Ask forgiveness and move on. They'll forgive you. They're moving on. Let yourself go from that vow. Release the weights so you can move freely. So you can move freely. Heroes. This is very, very important for you to move forward as a man. That you let go of that vow. You have accomplished it. You did it. You're not like them. You're not like him. You look like him. You're not like the person that hurt you. You're not going to hurt anybody like they hurt you. Because you're a Christian now. You're saved. You have the Holy Spirit. You got God to help you and empower you. You won't do it. You're going to make mistakes. Ask for forgiveness and move on. Let the weight of that vow go. I'm telling you from experience, it's better. It's freer. And there's some, there's some times it pops back up and you just got to either hammer it down yourself, call up a boy. If you don't got a tribe, you need one. If you don't got a group of brothers that can talk to you, you need it. Call up a brother, expose yourself to him, confess your sins to one another so you may be healed, right? Get that exposed, get that beat out of you, get the courage to turn around and face that dragon and merge with it. What was that movie, Avatar? Turn around and wrestle the dragon to the ground, merge with it and ride that thing into the sunset, right? Right, train your dragon. You understand? You have to let the weight of that vow go for the easiness. Let me let me read, let me read. the weight for the glory. There we go. The glory of the vow to give you everything to Jesus. Yeah, and because you give your everything to Jesus, Jesus is going to empower you to be a good man. To be a man, to follow after Jesus is to be a man who is empowered to obey God through the Holy Spirit. So you're no longer relying on anger and bitterness to empower you, 
but love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You're relying on the fruits of the spirit to empower your hands, to empower you, to give you the power to be a hero. You're relying on the Holy Spirit. You're relying on the word of God, sound doctrine, right? To help you be a protector, a priest, and a provider in your home. Release the vow. Release the solemn promise. Release yourself from it. And then look around and see how free you are through Jesus Christ. And that's all I got to say about that, heroes. Until next time, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, and be strong out there. Whoop!